We'll go ahead and get started with our post-race press conference, joined now by Alexander Rossi, driver of the number 27 Napa Auto Parts Honda for Andretti Autosport, who finished eighth in today's Grand Prix of Portland. Alex, obviously a lot of different strategies playing out, a lot of different drivers on, on uh, different plans for the race, but your overall impressions of how your race went and ultimately only losing three points to Scott heading into our season finale. That's a nice way of putting it. I mean, it was a terrible day. Um, you know, we, we had a very fast race car and um, it was pretty easy to control everything from the front. And I think we had a seven second lead at some point and we were just following our, our strategy and um, making sure that we maximized the, the Firestone Reds because they were definitely the preferred tire. And um, then the yellow came out and we got caught. So it's one of those things you're out of your control. I don't think anyone did anything wrong. Um, we did what we were supposed to do and uh, put ourselves in a position to win and um, it wasn't meant to be. Question up front. Just, uh, we have a microphone right here for you. Just elaborate a little bit more on the race strategy a little bit that uh, it looked like uh, Takuma had a favorable strategy. And then the second thing is just uh, uh, your reaction to the racing at PIR. First time in 11 years. Um, I don't know that he had a favorable strategy. I think Takuma just, you know, pitted and got the yellow that he needed. I mean, that's it's part of IndyCar racing and um, kind of what makes it a lottery at times and, and allows all these different types of strategies to come come forward and fuel strategies and, and all the, the sorts. So um, there's no way that Ray Hall could have predicted with Takuma what, what was going to happen. It was just one of those things where it came to them. Um, and, and being back at PRR is amazing. I mean, the... The Northwest region is something that's been missing from IndyCar for a long time, and, and the fan reception has been amazing, and um, it's a beautiful location, and it's been a privilege to come here. Question from Jeff here in the front. I'm going to admit I don't exactly understand all the strategy and what happened. Did, did they, first of all, when, when you pitted and, and there was like 15 cars ahead of you and Newgarden and King who have been the leaders, are you like, oh, well, they're going to have to pit again, so we're going to inherit the lead at some point? Or at that point, you came down and you're like, oh, we're screwed. I, I mean, in hindsight, it was that it, we were screwed. But, I mean, you don't know at the time, right? You don't know what else is going to happen and where people are at on fuel. And um, so you just got to try and go out and, and pass as many cars as possible that are in front of you and, and maximize that. And I think we did a good job of it. I mean, it's very, very difficult to pass around here. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, once you get caught by a yellow, everyone else basically gets a free pit stop. So that's, that's what the strategy is. It's, um, if you pit early and get the pit stop out of the way and then a yellow comes, they get all that time closed back up before you've pitted. So that's, that's just simply how a closed pit works. Ben? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. say, so Ruchi doesn't stop. They have, they're, they're not going to make it all I don't know that I understand that. I don't know if Ruji has to do with anything. No, Veach did. The Veach caution was the one that messed us up. Yeah, the Ruji one just made it easier for guys to make it on fuel. We were already behind the eight ball. Ben? So you mentioned that the yellows are like a lottery in IndyCar. So do you want to see that lottery go away? Is that something that would be good? 
it's part of IndyCar racing, man. I mean, there's there's pros and cons to it, and it's been a debate that goes back and forth, you know, seemingly a couple times a year. Um, uh, it, it's just the way it is. It's part of the rules, and, and we all understand the rules, and you understand the risks of going long and, and the potential benefits coming in early, and that's just just part of what it is. So I, I have no opinion on whether it should stay or go. It's just what IndyCar racing is. Wolfgang and then Jerry. Alexi just said that the uh, caution when Rich uh, had troubles was maybe the main reason uh, we had a depressing day or was not finishing like you want to finish. To finish. But uh, it looks like when you put it in lap 68, you drop back to 14. And what you said earlier, it's so difficult to overturn. So in principle, when you stop for refueling or whatever, change tires, is this maybe also one of the main reasons you're losing position and cannot gain it back? I have no idea. I don't remember lap 68. Is that my, I assume that's my second stop. So, no, the yellow had already come out. So we have to pit at some point. You don't have a choice. You don't have unlimited fuel. Yeah. Well, I'd rather pit under yellow than take a restart in the lead and then have to pit under green two laps later. So you don't have a choice. Well, yeah, but you have to pit. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No, it's the nature of a closed pit. It happens anywhere. It happens in Road America. Yes. Okay. Yes, I guess. But I, I don't know how to answer that question. Okay. Let's move on. Jerry? I got an easy question for you. Um, even though they're mathematically still in it, power and numeric, obviously, are way back. Is this the situation? Yeah, you're 29 points back or whatever it is. But is this the situation you would like to be going into Sonoma, basically two horse race, essentially? I mean, if you're going to have a day like today, yeah, you obviously want to gap yourself from the person that's behind you and um, obviously lose as, as little as possible to the leader. And, and I think that's what we did at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was hoping to be closer going into Sonoma, but uh, that wasn't meant to be. And with Sonoma being double points, I mean, honestly, there's, there's so many scenarios that can play out. You just got to go into it and, and focus on trying to build a fast race car and qualify up front and hopefully win the race. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And otherwise, you'll, you'll finish second. Alex, oh, sorry, one last question from Jared. Right here. Alex, how big of a difference did you feel there was between the red and black tires? And do you feel like you guys picked the right strategy between starting the reds and switching to blacks and then going back? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the, the reds were substantially better, um, which was surprising, honestly. I think because it was, it was the hottest day that we've had so far this week. Um, it even differentiated the two compounds even more. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was happy we started on used reds and um, that we did most of the race on reds, that we got the blacks out of the way early. That allowed me to, to have a restart behind Joseph on, on reds, and he was on black, so that helped us out too. So definitely going all reds for most of the race was the way to go. Alex, thank you very much. We appreciate you. And we'll go ahead and welcome up Scott Dixon. We'll continue with Scott Dixon driving the number nine P and C Bank Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing Teams. Finished fifth 
and extended his points lead to 29 points heading into the series finale in a couple of weeks at Sonoma Raceway. Scott, in a, in a race where it seemed like everything, I don't know what else could have much gone wrong for you, and yet able to salvage this fifth place finish, how were you able to, to still bring out a strong finish at this race? Yeah, definitely thought it was uh, over before it began, but um, it's that old saying, right? It's better to be lucky than good, and, and uh, that definitely played out today. Um, had nowhere to go at the start. You know, it was just one of those things. Tried to slow down, got a little bit sideways, got hit from behind, then got off in the dirt. Hit pretty hard, actually, and uh, luckily I'd pulled the clutch. Um, kind of once the dust cleared, you know, looked. I didn't think there was going to be a left front wheel on it, and then looked, and I'm like, the wheel's there. Um, you know, put it in emergency mode, started to get reverse. Uh, was enough room behind me, started backing up. Got the guy to move the truck out of the way and, and pulled off and, and <laughs> couldn't believe the thing was still driving. So um, I knew that it was going to be a pretty lucky day from, from, that, you know, from that point on. Um, then we, uh, we tried, you know, uh, we, we basically just stuck to a two-stop strategy. Um, and that played out for us, you know, with how the cautions fell. Uh, unfortunately, we then had a, a speeding uh, drive-through penalty on pit road, which we'll have to look at that because it definitely didn't unlatch early. So I think the way that we wheel spun up, you know, the engine overcorrected and we got uh, pinged for it, uh, 50.2. So uh, that was that was definitely frustrating. I thought it, at that point we were definitely going to be out uh, just because I thought we were going to get lapped. Uh, but luckily the pit sequence had already started for uh, the leaders at that point too, so it enabled us to stay on the lead lap. And, and then we had got lucky with that caution there. So um, crazy, crazy day. Uh, had a good race there um, with uh, Pickett. Uh, just we really struggled out of seven and, and didn't had the speed down the back straight and you know I don't know if we were just bottoming the car too much especially on the reds and uh, he just you know drove on by us uh, and you know overtake wasn't even engaged at that point so you know it was not like anybody could use that but uh, he did a hell of a job and, and uh, able to salvage a fifth with a pretty beat up car um, you know it's one of those days that you've definitely just got to take as one you know, huge hugely uh, lucky yes sir up front Hi, Scott. I don't know if you've raced here in, what, 15, 16 years or something like that. Yeah. Way back in the Pac West days, I think. But um, what, what do you think of PIR, uh, you know, this time around uh, compared, you know, with this kind of field, a uh, real strong, tight field? Uh, what do you guys think of PIR this time around? Yeah, pretty cool. Actually, I think my race was quite similar at PIR. Last time I raced here, it was my first year with Ganassi and crashed in first lap. Went lap down and ended up finishing seven, so it was a bit of a mixed uh, result day that then too. Um, really cool to come back here. You know, love this part of the world. Uh, you know, Portland, just the people are, are, are so uh, friendly. Um, you know, the fans are really knowledgeable. You know, it's even cool to see a lot of people walking around in you know the old school you know cart shirts, you know IndyCar shirts, you know Newman Haas you know shirts everywhere. So it's it's uh, and you know. The problem I had this morning was was getting to the track. Nearly missed the driver's briefing. Um, you know, I got here like with a minute to spare. Uh, had you know, normally it was taking us ten minutes to get from downtown to the track, and it took us you know over forty-five. You know, it was uh, backed up off the freeway. So hopefully they can improve the uh, the entry to the track next year because uh, it's a good problem to have, obviously, with all the people. So um, just stoked to be back here. I think IndyCar and the promoters, everybody involved, did a hell of a job, and just uh, really happy to be back. Yeah, it's always uh, always challenging, no matter what you know course you go to, just because the competition's so tough. So um, you know, it's it's never going to be easy to me. Every year it gets harder. 
um, you know, and we see that you know with with championships, but even you know single race wins are extremely hard and and, and really tough to come by. So guys like this make it harder. Hmm. Phil B. Sorry here, sorry. Does anything go through your mind when you're in a cloud of dirt? Uh, I felt like I wanted to cry for a little bit, actually. But then once I knew uh, the, the dirt cleared, I had all four wheels still and the engine was running, I'm like, oh, maybe it's not so bad. So, um, yeah, I just basically thought the day was over. You know, that that, that uh, I knew starting where we were starting was going to be tough. You know, we, we had a pretty clean start to, to get through one and two. Uh, and obviously three, you know, um, looked pretty tight through there. I, I was racing pretty hard with, with the car beside me too. Um, you know, it just looked like uh, I think the five and, and Veach, you know, kind of got into each other there. Jerry and then Wolfgang. I've got a great shortcut for you. If you want to get in like 20 bucks, I can tell you about it. <laughs> um, right now, going in Sonoma, is this a situation you want in the lead, basically a two-horse race? I mean, certainly Joseph and uh, Will are still in it mathematically. But is this the best situation for you going into Sonoma, do you think? No, the best would be going in with about a 106-point lead. Um, <laughs> so if you can help me on that, I'd appreciate it too. Um, yeah, you know, hey, we got super lucky today. Uh, and you got to take those days. You know, we, we've been on the other side of it before. And, and you know, in some, you know, some situations, we've lost championships like that too. But uh, it sucks when you're on the other side. You know, maybe it happens to us. You know, it's Sonoma. We hope it doesn't, um, but it, 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 you know, has full potential. You know, you can see the quickest guys today ended up having the biggest problems. So, um, you know, we'll go there. We'll try and you know uh, have the fastest car we can prepare. Try and qualify the best that we can, and and you know put our head head down. That's all we can do. Um, but yes, you know, it's it's a lot nicer. I think you know the last couple of years it's been five or six, um, and. They'll class it as four, but uh, you know they're going to have to do a lot to, to obviously win. But there's going to be a lot of cards there too. I think 26 or something. So. We'll go Wolfgang, Chris, and Bruce, and then we'll let Scott go. Yeah, Scott, you just said earlier when you're involved in this uh, accident, there were a lot of dust. You were not sure what happened to the car. Was there any advice from your crew chief, Mike Hall? I mean, for safety reasons, to check something if everything was okay. Uh, well, at that point too, it had taken the radio. Uh, antenna off, so we could only we could only talk for a very short period on on the pit straight, uh, and I don't think they could hear me at all. So uh, at least it was working one way in the right right, right direction. Um, so no, they they asked me to drive past slowly on on you know the the second lap after we you know crashed just to, to check things before the pits had opened to see if they needed to replace anything. I think the the left front suspension was bent a bit, um, the steering was not straight and and felt a bit funky. Um, through a few of the corners, um, but yeah, yeah, super lucky considering. Chris, Scott, given what was on the line and where you started after the incident, is this the hardest you've had to drive in your career to try and salvage a points lead, or was there another race that you had to drive harder than this? Um, I, you know, we just were super lucky today. That's all you can put it down to. It, it was hard racing, you know, Pickett and I at the end. Um, you know, there was definitely some very fast cars at the front. Um, I feel like we salvaged the best we could. I think we potentially, you know, had I cleaned up seven a bit on that lap, might have been able to salvage, you know, one more spot. Hopefully that doesn't come back to, to bite us, you know, at Sonoma. But, um, you know, I've, I've driven, that was probably the most adverse race, you know, as far as crap going on. But, um, yeah, hard to beat that one. We'll take our last question for Scott from Bruce. 
I think back to that last lap in 2007 at Chicagoland Speedway where the winner of the race is going to win the championship and you run out of fuel on the last lap. Do you kind of think that after today, maybe this karma's giving you a little bit of payback yeah. for that day? Yeah, that's why Dario still buys all my meals. I gave him that one. Um, but no, yeah, those days suck, man. Like, you, you, you can't do anything about that. Last corner, last lap of the championship, and to run out of fuel, you lose the championship. You know, it's, uh, yeah, that one that one definitely hurt a lot. But, uh, you know, got to be in it to win it, man. And, and uh, Dario did a hell of a job. Their team did a hell of a job on that day, and it was just meant to be. So, you know, we're going to go into the next race and do the best we can. Scott, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Good job, dude.